Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. I'm here with my friend Paul. Hey, Paul. Hello, Linda. Good afternoon. It's afternoon. It's afternoon today. I know. It's afternoon today. Paul, we were talking about downdraft cooktops and as you Why are we talking about that, Linda? We are, because potentially Dougie and I are getting one. Hooray. But this is a good topic and you brought it up and I think it's worthwhile recording about because there might be other people that don't know and have thought about even an induction cooktop, let alone... Well, I think a we did. Draft. We talked about induction and gas. I think we did a podcast on that. Didn't we? we mentioned Go it briefly. <laughs> we mentioned it briefly, but uh, but yeah, I think this is a really interesting topic because downdrafts certainly have come a long way in the years that they've been out in the market. Well, yeah, I mean, and there's two sort of, I suppose, particular types when people refer to downdraft. Um, there's one which is a built-in, integrated, into the cooktop itself uh, exhaust system. And there's another one which is essentially like a pop-up, uh, which is a motorised exhaust fan which comes up vertically from the back of the cooktop. We're not going to talk about those because they're rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Just full stop. <laughs> Don't yeah. buy one. And they're kind of, uh, they were kind of the first sort of iteration of, of downdraft was that sort of pop up from the back of the, the cooktop. Um, they're still around. You can still get them, of course. Uh, but from an efficiency standpoint um, and also the way they look and the mechanics of putting them in, is, is you get a lot of moving parts and, and stuff like that. Like you need mechanical arms to actually push it up out of the bench top. I've never, although I have used them, I've never sort of rated them and thought they were any good. I like the integrated uh, ones which are built into your cooktop, generally with induction, but some people do have gas as well. Um, so, yeah, I just thought, well, seeing as you're looking at potentially, I mean, we have one in our test kitchen. Which I'm thinking of nicking. Yeah, that might disappear off of your place, but... I thought, yeah, seeing as we were sort of talking about it, we gave Dougie a quick um, a quick rundown, I suppose, the other day. Um, I thought we might as well talk about them, if they're good. Well, this borer, just, this is a borer one that we're actually... Yeah, so, I mean, we're at. like, yeah. But Truth be told, there's a lot of manufacturers out there. There are. Um, and I, you know, all clarity up front, I did work for borer briefly. Um, that was the beginning, while. but that yep. was that was the beginning actually, Mister Mansi, of actually starting cooking demos. Yep, that was the very beginning. Yep, of this whole journey for you. Whole journey. This whole journey of getting in front of people talking about food and also the appliance was on this particular. Bora, well, that and what, its this one and, and it's yeah, but in yeah. Bora, but and then since I've had a look at a lot of others. So globally, there are only a very few manufacturers of this. So a lot of brands um, will not build these in-house. They purchase from a specialist uh, and they're rebranded to whatever brand you see in the shop floor. Um, so a lot of them are the same, although they've got different, they might have a different 
appearance. A lot of them are essentially the same. But the way it works is effectively you, you put your pot on the stovetop and somewhere in the middle of the stovetop you have an exhaust fan and it's underneath your bench top where all the workings of it are. Now there's generally two options to get the exhaust, you know, get the fumes and the steam and all the rest of it out. One is having it recirculated and one which we're looking at for your place is having it actually ducted out. Um, so we in the cooking with steam kitchen have recirculated where all the steam and cooking smells and odors and all that sort of stuff uh, run through a built-in stainless steel filter and then through a charcoal filter and then basically that comes out as nice clean fresh smelling air after it runs through that filtration system or alternatively you have ducting like you would in any exhaust fan uh, and duct it out it's just that generally with this you're not going through the ceiling you go through a side wall which is what it appeals to us yeah or something like that um so which is generally pretty good so a lot of knockers will talk about how much um exhaust well how much they can draw uh and everyone uses an example of a pot of boiling water so you can actually see the steam and you can see it getting drawn down into the exhaust in the middle of the cooktop um and everyone sort of does the critique of large tall pots and i actually have had people come to a demonstration bring their pot because they didn't believe that you know a pot of that height um, would actually be able to draw exhaust fumes down so to quote a little bit of um you know previously learned from borer sort of information is that steam and cooking vapors and odors rise at one meter per second okay so from the pot surface they go up at a meter per second now the one that we're working with um, it draws at four meters per second okay so you're getting four four times the speed of what the cooking odors rise at so what it does is actually comes up quite a long way from the surface of the cooktop and grabs the steam even from a relatively tall pot you're not going to put a commercial grade <coughs> pot on your cooktop, which is a metre tall, generally. Most people's largest pot is for something like boiling water or making a stock or something like that. Uh, and most, and I'm generalising here, but most downdrafts will, will be able to draw quite effectively. The other big benefit of them is sound, okay? Because we're mostly used to having exhaust fan around about the same height as our head is around there, when you're cooking, that's all you can hear. So when you're over your stovetop, you can only hear the fan and the drawing of the air. And look, a lot of range hood manufacturers, some do it better, others have external motors. We can get into that argument totally differently, but this puts the sound at your waist level. So everything around you is much easier to hear. Um, and it also opens up space. So we know that kitchen design and having island benches and cooking in island benches is very popular. Uh, it means you don't have to have a range hood hanging down in front of your face. So if you do want to entertain in front of people and you've got your cooktop in an island bench, 
you're not hidden by anything uh, because it's all built in there. So I, my personal opinion of them is that they are fantastic, but you've got to get the right one. Well, I've seen what you've done with the with this one in the cooking with Stan kitchen, and I know how quiet it is compared to what I have at home, as an example. Yeah. And I see what you do and and the way that it works. And the fact that no matter what you're cooking at the end of a demo or whatever you've been doing, there's very little smell that's left over. Yeah. In fact, the only smell that we can really tell that's coming out of the cooking with steam kitchens when you're baking. Yeah, with the ovens. Yeah, and that's yeah. when we get really excited because then we can tell what's going on in there. Yeah. But with the with your cooktop, I mean, quite often you, you don't want to... Uh, it depends on where you're from, but I mean, we like to cook lamb. Mm. And lamb, if you've ever cooked a piece of lamb in your house, you know that the next day your house smells like lamb. Or pork sometimes. Or pork or, yeah, various yeah. things. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of evidence to talk about how clean it keeps the air in your house and your cabinetry and the surrounding furniture and all that sort of stuff. But purely from a cooking perspective, the convenience of it is unbelievably good especially when you compare, and one of the things I said to Doug was, well, we don't have to pull trivets off the off the cooktop. Mm. We, we just wipe it down and, and the bits of the actual exhaust just go straight into the dishwasher. Um, so convenience. When you can clean your exhaust filters daily and they're the size of a small dinner plate and that's all it takes up in your dishwasher, like yeah. uh, it is a process to clean your exhaust fan, regardless of how good it is. It is a process. You've got to remove the filters and then they've got to, you know, sit on an angle so all the water comes out of them. Generally, I mean, and I'm generalising, but a lot of the average to even good uh, filters from different manufacturers will be aluminium rather than stainless steel. So they stain over time. They warp. They bend. You know, they catch grease and stuff, Mm. but it's a process to clean, whereas this is like, pull two pieces out of the mill, stick them in the dishwasher. Like, it's super easy. And I think anything that you can make easier like that from the cleaning perspective, I've spent, like, I can't tell you how many years cleaning kitchens and cleaning commercial exhaust fans. I mean, that's part of the job when you're a chef. And we used to cut holes out of garbage bags and wear them as a jacket while we were cleaning exhaust fans because it was just so greasy and disgusting. And they're on 12, you know, 12, 15, 18 hours a day. And they're super loud and it's a, just a pain of a job. But you've got to do it because, you know, you don't want range of grease dripping down on your food. But any any process like that that you can actually make the cooking a little bit easier, I'm all for, and especially if it works. So the, the biggest thing for anyone who's considering it, looking at purchasing it, you know, can, whatever, whatever stage you're at with your cook-off, don't discount them. Um, but you've got to see it working. You have to see it operational, and if you need to take your pot into your retailer or whatever, take it in. You know, get them. Well, you won't be the first, will you? If you do take it in, you're not going to be the first, and you won't be the last. Yeah, and retailers have got very strong views about downdraft. So a bit of an insider perspective is a lot of retailers don't like them because for years and years and years they've had deals going with people that make canopy-type rangehoods or built-under-type rangehoods, you know, 
they push you in a specific direction, which is pretty much what happened in your sales journey. Mm. They, they push you in a specific direction because they've got relationships. And, and yes, some of them do work very well, but because downdraft is to a degree still relatively new on the market, a lot of retail salespeople will, will push back from and say, no, no, you don't want that. It doesn't work very well. Try it. Just try it. Because... If you actually look at the cost of what some of, and look, some are very expensive. It's just like anything else. Some are really expensive. Some are less expensive. Um, you know, some of the really expensive ones will have a silencer on them. So it's just like, it's no louder than the breeze of air coming through your window. Like you really don't even know it's on. Um, you know, some have got automated bits and pieces and there's all sorts of groovy stuff. Um, but yeah, don't discount them when you're doing your, redoing your kitchen um, and see if you can, you know, get to see one in action because they are fantastic, like really, really good. And this is coming from a seasoned 20-year cook who has spent my life cooking on gas. I'm now all about downdraft and all about induction. I, I have noticed I have noticed a change. Yeah. One of the issues that we've got because we're looking at fitting it post-renovation yeah. is that gap between your wall and where your cabinetry is in your kitchen, yeah. it may not be the right width or depth to cover. Yeah. And that's an Hence issue that you, you have to look at. Yeah. And getting a professional to really where Yeah. So investigating it professionally because Yeah, and there are a lot of considerations with getting the pros to do it. Um so part of the beauty of induction is that you and, and gas cooktops to a degree as well is you can now have them flush mounted. So it's the same, they're sitting at the same level as your bench top. Now the trick with any flush mounting is making sure that the cutout is perfect, number one. Um, so if you're doing it on stone, timber, like whatever your bench top material is, you gotta be able to get it within less than a millimeter. You want it perfect. But then you actually need someone to come and silicon it in perfectly. And doing perfect silicon, or I've seen about two or three people that have been able to do it perfectly. Like, and getting a perfect two mil silicon bead all the way around your cooktop so it's got no leaks, it doesn't catch food, just sits up proudly enough, but not super proudly so it doesn't get in the way of that flush installation, da da da. But the thing to consider there is if it needs maintenance, it needs to be pulled out, you're going to have to cut it out. If you're going to have to cut it out, you're going to have to find your dude that did that perfect silicon mm. bead. So there are considerations for that sort of stuff. Um, for the fitting, for what we're trying to do with yours, ideally what you'd want to be doing is if you can get any downdraft system ducted out, um, so directly out of your house, so to the nearest wall or outside part of your house, it is ideal because it's a no maintenance. You don't have to worry about changing filters, anything. It's for life. Um, and just be cautious when you're looking at that about people trying to sell you flexible ducting and all that sort of stuff. That's where it's key to get the best. So you can buy the best and strongest and straightest and rigid ducting that you can with curves rather than right angles and all those bits and pieces. Do your due diligence. Um, because if you get it right, you'll get some fantastic performance out of it. If you go and buy a really expensive downdraft, integrated downdraft cooktop, 
and you go and put Plexi Duct on it, it's not going to work like you saw it installed or on the YouTube videos that you watched or whatever. They've been ducted correctly. If you go and buy cheap ducting, you, it's kind of it's having a beautiful car and putting a rubbish motor in it. You know, yeah, or cheap fuel. Or cheap right, fuel. Like you know, you, the engine. Yeah. yeah, you won't get performance out of it. And, and in your case, um, having it done post renovation uh, is potentially going to be challenging. Hmm. Uh, but there is behind your cabinetry, so you've got big drawers underneath your cooktop and stuff like that. There is a bit of space there, so we're thinking we can mount it in a different way. But that's all hearsay because the next step will be is to actually get Borer, in this case, someone from Borer to come and look at it. And the really, really good companies will actually draw up the fitting and how much ducting you need and what sort of ducting you need. And, and that can be done externally from purchasing it from your retailer. So, you know, if you are looking at it, don't discount it, but also understand that a lot of other big manufacturers who buy these products and then put their own sticker on them, for want of a better term, don't include duct work or don't include that work to get the drawings down and figure out which way the ducting should go. It's here's the cooktop, we built it, it's fantastic. I mean, that's the claim. Um, now you figure out how to duct it out. And finding someone that actually still at this point knows the real way to duct out a, a cooktop, like a downdraft cooktop properly, they're few and far between. So go to someone who's a specialist, is what I would say. Well, I'm hoping that it does work because, as you know, we've had... And we've got a, a pretty good yeah, range hood. Yeah, your range hood's really good. It's not, yeah. a, not a bad one at all. Um, but what's the problem with your range hood? The way it was fitted yeah, and the so water damage we've had leaking. And when it rains, even though we've had four different plumbers since we've had it fitted, yeah. they've all thought that they fixed it. And yet when it rains heavily... It runs straight down the, the uh, flue, straight through the range hood and straight onto our bench top yeah. where it flooded my Mac last uh, in March. Before yeah. COVID-19, I was stressed. Yeah. Then we got COVID-19. So now and, I know what stress just, is. Like, and that's just for a regular canopy range hood. So, and, yeah, and yeah, it's a good it's, one, but it's yeah. and it's also noisy because it wasn't fitted properly. Yeah. It's also really noisy. And noise will depend, for your regular range hoods, noise will depend on length. So And, and, and as the, is it quite a big one, where so the it's motor really is, noisy. You know, yeah. There are all sorts of considerations. But if you're doing a reno or considering changing out your cooktop or whatever, don't just go in and look for a new cooktop and a new range hood. Have a look at something like this because if you actually look at the price Comparatively, although it sounds like, and I'm making it probably sound worse than it is, a little bit more work to get it installed and, and get it fitted properly, um, the price that you're probably looking at to get it installed, ducted correctly, all the rest of it, is comparable to having a gas fitter and an electrician come out to fit your cooktop, and then some and a plumber to come out and fit your um, canopy range hood. And then, like, you need power for that as well. So, you know, you probably... And then you need to get a plasterer. And now we've got water damage at the top. Yeah. And so now we have to get somebody I mean, else. Your, your, is, your problem is a pretty specific problem that people, you know, may have experienced before, may not have. Um, see, the, the, I mean, if this opportunity for taking the cooking steam cooktop didn't come up, 
Would you have considered downdraft? Maybe yes, maybe no. I certainly would have. You certainly would have changed. I would have had certainly changed the way I view induction, yeah. having watched the way you use the this one. Yeah. Because I've seen you use it a few times before we had it, and then when the lovely Andy and Attila packed up shop and we got hold of this one from their showroom in Kew. Turak. Oh, was it Turak? No. no it was in, it was in no, Kew. No, it wasn't Kew. It was, I'm South sure Era. it was. Yeah, it was around there. Yeah. So when they packed up shop and we got hold of this one and I've seen what you've done with it in the cooking and the steam kitchen, it really is impressive and it's silent and, well, compa compared to what I have at home. Yeah. And so when this opportunity came up for maybe looking at it, I just grabbed it to look at it. Whether it works, well, yeah. I don't know. But the idea of getting rid of our range hood and getting some really but, nice lighting above our stove yeah. and having not that big grey... Sort of, which is, and it's architecturally very nice, and it's lovely lights and at night, yeah. and and so on, and it works really, really well. It's just noisy, and if Doug's on the other side of the bench, I can't actually hear him when I'm at the cooktop. Sometimes, oh, that's bad. that could be <laughs> that could be selective hearing, Dougie. But um, but either way, it's I'm looking forward to exploring it because yeah. now that I've seen what it does, absolutely an advocate for it. Yeah, and don't and again, I mean, although. What we're doing with yours is a pretty specific application if it can be done installing ducting post renovation um, because uh, it, it can be a little bit trickier because we're going to get in behind your cabinetry and maybe do some rebating in your drawers and various other bits and pieces. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that if you're not, if you're in a position to not do that, it doesn't mean all is lost because there are recirculation kits so what we've got fitted in the cooking and steam kitchen right now it's running through a recirculation kit which essentially means we don't need ducting at all so it's got no ducting attached to it it just runs the air gets drawn through the middle of the cooktop everything passes through the stainless steel filters in the first stage and then it actually goes through charcoal filters the drawback here is that those charcoal filters have a lifetime so, and it's generally worked on for hours use of the cooktop, um, and then they need to be replaced. The bigger the charcoal filter, more use you get out of it, of course, but we're limited by the particular type that we've got. So the charcoal filters are reasonably small, although I would suggest that they're quite effective. So worst case scenario for, let's say, your place, is all lost because we can't duct it out? No. Could we put... Charcoal fill, could we put that system into your house now? If we got the bench top cut, yes. The question then becomes, do you want to replace two $100 plus charcoal filters every couple of years? It's up to you. But don't, what I'm saying is, is don't discount it. because. And although that one's quiet, if we had it ducted out, it'd be quieter. So there's benefits to getting it ducted out, and there's drawbacks figuring out how you're going to duct it out. But it doesn't mean that you can't recirculate the air, which is effectively what we're doing. Dirty air is going in and clean air is coming out. That's effectively what's happening. Um, but it doesn't mean all is lost. So don't, if you're going in just for a cooktop replacement, or you're doing a minor 
kitchen upgrade or reno or something like that, just have a look at it and, and ask. I mean, any good manufacturer or supplier will give you both options. No one will say to you, oh, you can only have it ducted out. They will suggest to you that it's better, yeah, because it is, because you don't have any consumables. But nonetheless, you can still get the job done and have a really good working debt. Like, I'd have that thing in my house, and I'm not going to bother, like, ducting out in a rental. But I'd just pull out my old cooktop and put, put it in with just through charcoal, just go through the charcoal filters, absolutely. But the, that's the question that you and Dougie wanted to ask about. But yeah, downdrafts, they're really, really good, really effective. Once, and I kind of figure once you start cooking on it, you kind of go, ah, okay. So don't be swayed. I mean, we've talked about this when you're buying your ovens and any cooking appliance. Don't be swayed too much by what the salesperson might tell you because they've got their own personal opinion. See as much as possible. You know, go to demos if you can. Just like you would for your oven. Just ask them if you can see these things up and running and firing. Well, I think these days, and I know we've discussed this before, that there's so much more information that you can find yeah. on Mr. Google, our best friend, which is great because if you can't get to a demo because of the situation we're all in or... Wouldn't, wouldn't timing, stream demos be a good idea? Wouldn't that be that? a great idea, Paul? I, I wonder who's doing that. <laughs> hey, and another, another time. But... Yes, I, I would absolutely say that having seen what you do with it from the times that I have seen you at demos before you would, we were doing cooking with steam filming and now, and here it is all these years later, it's the same cooktop and yes, it hasn't been used that heavily mm. but it is quite a few years old and it is still an amazing nick yeah. and that downdraft is still working really, really well all these years later. Yeah, and I mean it's just... Well, I kind of uh, this little one no maintenance to it. That's what I like about it, and and that we've got to you know, like I said, if you had it ducted out, there is no maintenance. I mean, we originally when we sort of floated this mm. idea, talked about drilling a massive hole in the wall of a rental office building. Like this is a bit out of control. It was a little bit <laughs> out of, but that didn't last long. We yeah. we sort of looked at that and went, no, we're not going to do that. No. But but even the way that you've got it now, it's it's just great. Yeah. It makes a big difference. And yeah. But I think the thing is there's a lot of there's a I've spoken to at length to people who work on designing range hoods and canopy range hoods and built under range hoods and all the rest of it. And I've got my own opinions about range hoods, like I think built under. So those small ones that are hidden under your cabinetry are just an absolute joke waste of time. Like I don't care who makes them. They can be the best maker in the world. I I don't think they're good enough. Okay, reason... so we've now, now offended all the people who've made pop-up <laughs> yeah, downdrafts but... and under, okay. Yeah, but the under, under, under built cabinet. under or whatever you want to call them. Mm. I call them built, built in. Under. Yeah, built in, built under, whatever you want to call them. They don't have the depth. So they don't, they only cover the back section of your cooktop. Now, how often... How often are you using only the back two burners? Most home cooks use the burners towards the front of them. So what happens is, is that all of your fumes and vapors and stuff while you're cooking are coming straight up and hitting the front of the cabinet, not underneath the cabinet, because the cabinet front isn't out as deep as your bench top is or your cooktop is. And one of the things you taught me years and years and years ago 
was that you need to put your range hood on a few minutes before you actually start cooking. Yeah, and that's still true to this day if you are working on a built-under. And a, a built-under range hood will work better if you do that, but I still am yet to meet someone that does it. Because I do people, it. Yeah, okay. I do it. Yeah, because you've had it drummed in here and if you <laughs> don't like <laughs> But I'm yet to... Um, there are very few people that follow that advice. Most people's range hood turn goes on when the room starts to get a bit smoky and the smoke alarm goes off. Yeah? True. And it's too late. And then they expect that I paid X amount of dollars for this really good range hood. The guy told me, the girl told me that it was awesome. It's really going to do the job. It's going to remove everything. But if the room's smoky and the smoke alarm's gone off and you just decide to turn it on there, too late. What you're actually better off doing in that situation is turning an air conditioner on. That will clean the air faster than the range hood that's gone on too late. Nonetheless, if you turn your range hood on five minutes before you start cooking, it gets the air movement going. So what range hood manufacturers or people that sell range hoods talk about is the amount of the cubic metres it draws per hour. So that's how they talk around how many cubic metres of air go through the system per hour. And so the more cubic metres of air going through the system, the better. And for most home cooks that have absolutely no idea what that means. Correct. What I find attractive about one brand in particular, but about people that know what they're talking about when they talk about range hoods, they don't talk about that. They talk about speed. Metres per second. Steam cooking vapors rise at one meter per second. Our downdraft draws it more. Like that's easier to understand because you can see it happening. So, yes, to some degree, you turn your range hood on five minutes before it starts, and it will move the air in your kitchen, and will it will draw better. The question is: is do you want your range hood on, and Onboard motor, external motor, whatever you want, whatever you've got, do you? Who remembers to do that? No one. You don't with a downdraft, and with most of the ones that I've used, and I've used maybe four different brands. You don't have to do that. You put your pot on, and I mean these days they're getting even better. You put your pot on, you turn the pot on, and the downdraft starts itself. Wow. So you don't have, I mean, and I know range hoods do the same thing. There's connectivity between a cooktop and a range hood now, and you put the pot on and the range hood turns on, but that's still too late. It should have gone on five minutes before. So if when they you could, were prepping. When you were prepping. Mm. So ideally, that's the scenario, but in the case of a downdraft, you don't have to do that. Well, there you are. So there's a few... Reasons to look at. Just have if a look at. I mean, we're not promoting a brand. Like, no, we're just we're... talking about our experience and my experience with them, and potentially your experience. And this would be a good one if we do get it fitted into your house to revisit in a month's time after you've had it for a month. See what you think. See what Dougie thinks, especially. Well, he was pretty impressed when you just put some water on and showed him. Yeah. In a pot. And this is. This is someone who doesn't like cooking. Yeah, doesn't like cooking. <clears throat> and certainly is sick of cleaning the... Because the, I cook. When I cook, he well, cleans the hob. No. And when he when cooks... You cook, he cleans the hob. When you cook, you clean it up. And then Dougie re-cleans. Yes, well, that's Even true. Even when I cook. 
Yes, he does reclaim. I know. Well, I could, I could play Dougie Reed. But either way, he he and that in that gas hob go way back. Whereas I don't do it that often. So yeah. But I, you know. And if you're worried about if your favourite pot or pan will work, just take it into the store. Like I, I always. No, you gave you gave a good tip in our always, kitchen kit. Put a magnet on it. Yeah. If a magnet sticks on your pot, it'll work on the induction. Yeah. And some are, I mean, although they're becoming less and less now, some are still ceramic cooktops, which is the ones that glow red under glass. That's not induction. Those two things are two different things. Um, I would, although you can get gas with a downdraft, um, people put in sort of blockers to stop the, the air blowing the flame out effectively. Like you're drawing all the... You're drawing the flame away from the cooking vessel. Um, I think they're really well suited to induction. So, and ceramic is a becoming a very old school sort of technology that no one's really putting a lot of effort into anymore. So, you know, if you've been on a gas cooktop with a really noisy range hood and it's time for a change, don't be daunted by it. Have a look. Have a look. Have a look. Weigh it up. Yeah, weigh it up. Weigh up the cost, weigh up all of the things um, because they're fantastic. Really, really good. Really well, thanks. Good Thank you for that. And I'll uh, keep you posted, know, guys, off, about off, uh, whether this uh, particular range hood can be put into our house. Yeah, and then see what you think. Yeah. See what Dougie thinks. Always. Maybe we should Always. interview Doug. No, he doesn't want to be. <laughs> We've tried that. Okay, thanks for all that, right. Paul. Thanks see ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com. Mm-hmm.